0: All right. All right. All right. We are You're live. Not. Welcome to episode <laughs> 16. Uh, we've got the OG crew back in here once again, your original four. Uh, with a, a surprise appearance from Chef Billy, we thought we thought Billy was going to have to be taking care of some family things. Turns out last minute, able able to come in and join us. So we're very appreciative to that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh,
1: it with yeah. his real family. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it exists. Kids
0: exist. <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's an interesting week, friends. It's been an interesting week. How's how y'all's week gone? Oh, hey, you know what? Look at this. Were you expecting uh, an again.
1: answer from chat or from us? Uh,
3: Both.
0: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Who wants I also to I completely first? forgot to turn on my lights. Ah, there, there,
1: we, go. Oh, there we go. Who's
3: had the most interesting week? Anyone? I,
1: I I think I actually want to take the lead on this one. Go because, on then. There is a certain amount of congratulations in order because you kind of accidentally dropped it last week when you maybe shouldn't have done. But <laughs> you do now have an official fancy esports job, correct?
3: Me, yes.
1: Yeah. Hello, I am so big, I... big congrats.
3: Yes, yeah, indeed. I, I, I am a core cool talent agent person now. That's what I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not full time necessarily. It's it's more I get uh, get bonuses and stuff, but could turn into a call cool full time role. Um, and I work with Phil. Oh I'm technically his issue, which is <laughs> That has I'll been so you, weird. It is well yes <laughs> yesterday we did our first mating when 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 I got on boarded. I'm like like going like in between friend mode and work mode was was interesting. It was very interesting.
0: Oh yeah. I'm sure that's an interesting an interesting. That wasn't that, that wasn't the
3: announcement I hinted at last week though. <laughs> uh,
1: no. You did you did kind of accidentally drop that last week though. Oh, yeah. You, you made you made several gaffes last week. I was just going for the one that involved me specifically because. Oh that
3: yeah, oh, yeah. One. yeah, no, it's another yeah. announcement. I'm flat chatting us again, saying, "Don't
1: worry." Thanks. Oh, oh, right. So we can we can
0: expect more announcements uh, from Incendia after yeah, this podcast yeah. is over. That's yeah, you, not, right.
3: not directly after. I think it'll be, it'll be closer <laughs> to the next episode. Like, it won't be like as bad as the last one.
0: Okay. okay. It no, won't I thought like you were just weekend. waiting until ten minutes after we're done for you to go ahead and post this on Twitter oh no
3: no no right, no, no. Right. Uh, yeah uh, well I'll, I'll be nice um i guess i guess i can go next since that kind of leads into things right yeah right, uh,
1: we, we, we do have news to actually get to
3: talk about how your weeks went but you know, i just start off that job um but i just off that job it's, it's been pretty good i've been uh good. working with a bunch of really cool esports talent and trying to get them work so that's went well and then what, what else did i do this week um well, it's been a busy week because of some other things with that, but we can't disclose that. And uh just had some really good conversations with some other people, but some work for myself as well. So it's just been it's just been a good week,
1: really.
0: Nice. nice. Um nice. I've been prepping really, for my first D D session in like twenty years. So oh that's, yeah. That's gonna be really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be on Castles and Castles tomorrow. So
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, okay ping the server when that's about to go live, which I guess is the other uh, bit of news that actually isn't in the run of show because it's not technically a news item. Uh, Discord mentioning. server is now... Is it? it might be worth mentioning. Um, Discord server is now open for public access. We already have uh, some very fun and friendly people in there. It's still fairly quiet for now, which I think is probably how we'd like it for at least the, mm-hmm. the little yeah. while while we ramp things up. But yeah, if you're not already yeah. in, go and uh, pop into the server, um, get yourself some rolls, and we'll go from there.
2: I mean, I uh, yeah, I, I actually had a chance to play with one of our uh, new members today. Uh, I, I'm going to butcher the name, but Sachi. Yeah. Um, he's, I think he's Swiss. <laughs> uh, very cool guy. You can actually play uh, across the regions on Overwatch 2, by the way. Uh, he was in yeah. Europe, and I was playing here. You don't have to choose a region. Hang on, but hang on. I'm the just ping, gonna ping is actually her. horrible. Oh we've yeah, you
3: know I played with, with class. me. Played yeah, we played with Ocean. Triss- yeah, you put me on Overwatch too. I don't remember. Billy? <laughs>
1: <We're> <laughs> I, played I, I played with classy yeah.
0: that was back on the very first relatable baby, yes definitely relatable. Oh, yeah.
2: well yeah so so i think we've all had a pretty good week um so
3: does that
0: mean yeah. it's news time it's time time to get it, it, some news yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be, yeah
2: i'm healthy now i don't have pneumonia anymore yes congratulations yes, congratulations definitely. what a week that's
0: a and that's that, the best news very, of the week right there
2: <laughs> with the awkward transition that we will get into our news here uh, first up is Fefe uh, kind of getting a little upset that uh, he doesn't get the love for stream companion stuff. Uh, support a streamer title uh, or the role. Um, he's got like one of the biggest followings in France and he got absolutely snubbed for some people that ran away from Overwatch. And now all of a sudden new bright shiny ADHD addiction Adderall kids coming in. Oh, I want to be the role maker. And he's kind of pissed off and I absolutely agree with him. I think that he absolutely got shit on there. So that's my role on that one.
3: Oi. I am tempted to agree with the fact that I think Feufe should have got selected. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason I'm going with that is because his contributions to the Overwatch community is, is very, very positive, uh, especially the French community, European community in general. And his numbers are good. His numbers well, yeah. are, are more than good enough for this. I mean, Which we is why I have an
0: asterisk with... next to small down in our <laughs> yeah. server right I now. Mean,
3: we, we, we worked with Feifei for uh, the last round of Invitational and his co-stream numbers brought the, number, the total numbers of the stream up a lot and he worked mm-hmm. very well with us. So yeah. I don't think there's a problem you know, with him being hard to work with either. He's very easy to work with. So I, I don't I don't understand this one. I would have picked him, too. So, uh, it, it's just unlucky.
1: Yeah. It's it's unfortunate. And I think we will never know the the machinations of how these decisions are made. Uh, all we could really do is commiserate with... Uh, Community figures who we would like to see given a little more kudos and hope that they get that next time.
3: Yeah, all right. Should, should we move on to some more? That's, Definitely. Sad news. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, so you can't, we've kind of been a little bit harsh on one of one of these. Let's talk. We've two coaches in the Overwatch scene will not be coaching for the next little while. One is said for the next little while, and one seemingly uh, fully retiring. Which one are you pulling up first, Mister Mr. Uh, Amir?
0: Is the first one pulled up?
3: Okay, so um, Amir is uh, stepping down from coaching for the next little while. Um, has a little tweet longer that you can read. I don't really want to talk about all the little reasons you know. Mm-hmm. myself. I don't think it's my place. I think just go and read it. Um, what I will say is Amir is a very, very lovely guy. i talked with him on multiple times. Um, I think that he's a very talented coach. I would have loved to see him get a, a chance in the Overwatch League, but More importantly, I think he's an important guy in the Tier 2 scene to have right now. And I think what I would have liked to see in in Tier 2 this year was Amir with a really talented project that was backed uh, and see what he could do with that and then see him in the league. I think that would have been really, really awesome, Mm. unfortunately. Doesn't look like that's going to be an option for now, but he's a talented guy. He's a very nice person. And um, I'm hoping he he comes back to us soon enough.
1: Fingers crossed. huh? hope he finds... uh uh, some sort of project that'll drag him back sooner rather than later. Right,
3: he's, yeah, just a, he's just a talented guy. That one, that one hurt me a little bit. I um, agree.
1: I agree
0: on, on both counts. Coming from, uh, Uprising Academy, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, I know a lot of the, the coaches, you don't get their names very often, so... Uh, who had great success through 2021. I mean, He were... had some
3: challenges. He had some challenges. He had to work with some, yeah. like, mixed roster. And you know what? That's a brilliant skill to have at an Overwatch League will Be able to work yeah, with yeah, people from multiple yeah. regions. Um, so I would have liked to see him. I, have, I, I just would have liked to see him given a proper project or pro, proper backing and contenders, or in Open, which I don't really care which one. I just think he deserves <laughs> backing. Um, yeah. And there's another individual from the coaching scene stepping down uh, from coaching for at, at least a while. It seems like it's going to be a while. Uh, and animated from Europe. Oh, yeah, I'm a big fan of animated. Um, he's again very nice guy. I don't have quite. personal relationship like i would i feel i feel more comfortable approaching anime than animated uh but animated is a good guy good coach just got second with a equal no sorry third with equal friend in open division uh emea has always had talented results previously coach samsung morning stars i believe talented going as well it's a shame to lose him but i think this is what happens when um a lot of regions aren't backed. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, and I just think that, not necessarily, you know, not backed by Blizzard, but not backed by, by people. These these are two individuals, if they were backed by people who supported them, they wouldn't be retiring. They'd be properly backed by an individual who has a little bit more uh, of a professional look on things. And they, they could have probably still stayed in the same. And uh, that's my little light look on it. Very talented guys. I'm a big fan of Amir and animated. And not just because of their coaching, but because of the way they are as humans as well.
1: Yeah, it's definitely not the first time you've brought up um, Amir or animated without them being like explicitly brought to in run of show. So I think it's a fairly genuine uh, appreciation for them there. But yeah, hopefully we get some recognition of their talent and they can come back and we'll see how things go from there, I guess.
0: Well, and I think this does have something to do with the the lack of financial support. You know, when you start talking about backing, mm. like let's be real. I mean, it's uh, people who basically this is a full-time job. You have to put in the time of a full-time job without getting any of the compensation thereof. So, yep. I mean, you can't it, that's that's hard to sustain to say the least. Uh but that, we'll get into we'll, some we'll
3: talk de- about that later. Exactly. I will, have words point my on that. We'll, we'll
0: we'll go down that rabbit hole a little bit later, but I did, I think that was an important an important note to put in here when talking about some of these coaches retiring. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that has to be part of it. You got to take that into consideration. You got to put food on the table uh but uh let's let's keep moving forward here through uh through our news items as i bring up lower third that i actually have prepped look at me i'm actually learning how to do
1: this we've, uh, we've got to get you a steam deck somebody somebody buy jeff a steam deck
0: seriously <laughs> what <just laughs> working from notepad isn't that's not ideal like that's that's no. not the ideal way to, no. to, to produce <laughs> all right well no. I don't, uh, all right well moving forward uh up academy uh, we kind of talked about their roster when they first made the moves where they basically picked up all of team chaser um outside of uh who who was the is it uh at, off off was the returning member from up academy i think uh and then everybody else was basically team chaser um
3: mm-hmm.
0: but it, it makes it like team chaser and
3: hunters really just like yeah fair enough what their contract situations were fair enough fair enough
0: um and and this is this is a, I mean Team Chaser won Chinese Contenders in 2021. Up Academy participated in Chinese Contenders in 2021. Now they're moving to go play in Korea with this roster. So I think this is this is really good for them in a couple of ways. But most notably, you're going to have better competition, which is better all around for the players. Just just to have a more more skilled opponents more organized teams mm-hmm. that they're playing against which also with it will bring a little bit more notoriety to the league um can can really help some of these players get picked up for for overwatch league either later in the year for fills or for for 2023 so good good moves all around i'm anxious to see what they bring to the table i'm happy to see aprita found a home i mean i don't think there was any doubt that aprita would find a home somewhere he's one of the most talented dps players in the world like just full stop um, it was a shame. Quite well, happened with, with Chung Doo. About a Yeah. Because uh, a but... is gonna be going to
3: be going up against two players that, you know, are going to challenge him and he's sang in Top Dragon um, yeah, yeah, on that yeah. role. So that's going to be really interesting for him. Whereas if a stayed in China, realistically, is there a player with, with a big amount of notoriety is going to challenge him and uh, give him that standing that a maybe couldn't have got before competing mm. in China? But what this also means for China. Is that who's in China right now? We, we don't know many of the little players left there, right? So it's a yep. chance for all the teams in China and players in China now to go look, all the big teams are gone, all the big players are gone. I'm next. I'm the next best Chinese player. I'm the next guy. I'm the next gamer. I'm the next team. That's the idea. That's what they have their opportunity now. And
0: I think there's a, a thread of that across all regions um, because there was such a massive amount of rookies like I picked up this year. Yeah. But uh, I mean, China is a region that, that definitely deserves some love and cannot be overlooked as far as the talent they're bringing to the table. I think that would just be an absolute egregious sin by our community to to not put some eyes on the Chinese region because there's some phenomenal Overwatch players coming out of there, like, just yeah. yeah. period. Well, I,
1: I, I think one of the things to consider is that we, um, I'm trying to put this in a sensitive way, like, the, the Chinese scene is a little bit of a walled garden Uh, because that language barrier is there and because of the controls that are put in place um, regarding what goes into and out of China through the internet. Um, like We in the West really don't have good visibility outside of what is happening in Contenders, which is not currently running, so how would we know that? Um, But there is uh, an endemic scene. I believe China is one of the bigger viewership regions for Overwatch. I think it's the biggest. I'm confident they are putting money in there from uh uh sorry i've just been distracted by something that you can see on the heads that, that the chat can't see it. yeah 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 no that's uh, oh, oh oh <laughs> yeah. lovely oh yeah a little bit distracted oh, there on that one <laughs> yeah, t- um, anyway <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> yeah. what i was saying is yeah I'm, I'm confident there is money in the scene and there is um activity in the scene we just don't get to uh, hear a lot about it um but as i'm currently talking i'm gonna segue us right into our next <laughs> news item Sorry. Which is uh, an increasingly rare thing here. It was that we actually have some news coming out of the EMEA region. Um, so, uh, a team that's near and dear to my heart because they gave me some pretty cool content opportunities back in the day. Um, Sheer Cold founder Bucky Bear is stepping down, uh, I believe, removing themselves from the Overwatch community entirely, um, which is a shame. I got a lot of time for, for Bucky Bear, did a lot to get a lot of opportunities for. The players in sheer cold and, and did a lot to make a, a good and respectable and uh like frequently highly competitive team in sheer cold um there is some good continuity here though in that thor uh coach for sheer cold is also stepping up to kind of the owner manager role here um so yeah some 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 mixed news best of luck to to bucky in uh whatever they end up doing next and i for one just happy to see sheer cold do something in the the off-season, right? Because I think uh, if we went and looked through their Twitter, it's been a long time since their last substantive tweet. Um, But they, I believe, are one of the teams that held on to a contender slot coming up for the Summer Series, which we should be getting into uh, in a few minutes. Indeed. it's, It's
2: always sad to see somebody go from the scene that's been around for quite a long time, but... I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with the next uh, object uh, on our news list, and that's uh, Path the Pro uh, looking for a project manager. Mm. Uh, and so, uh, with uh, with Dan's passing, I, I think that there's been a massive void that's been left in our in our community, and I think that they're reaching out and realizing that somebody's got to pick up the reins of this and uh, and take it and run. Mm. And uh, we've actually talked amongst ourselves. Maybe some one of us should do it. Um, I don't know what the what the uh, the requirements are for it, but uh, it is there. Uh, we it's linked out in the uh, Path the Pro uh, area uh, on Twitter, and uh, they're looking for somebody per- high performing, passionate, and driven. So, oh, if you're watching this, maybe you should uh, maybe give yourself a chance you. to take a look at it. Uh, maybe it's me. I don't know. I I, I I don't know. I.
1: I think think it is a very big opportunity, but I think it is a pretty thankless task. I think everything that goes wrong is automatically your fault. It's like being in the IT department at work, right? Nobody thinks about the IT department until stuff goes tits up, and then suddenly everybody wants the IT department's blood. Um, so I think it's a challenging role, but man, the, the right person in, in that role could really do a lot. I for, think uh, it would be really
3: important. Me. What I will say is really encouraging is that it's not been someone promoted from internal. And mm. the reason I say that is just because some of the points that we are going to talk about later on today is that I think it would be good to have a set of eyes from from elsewhere. Yeah. I'd also be curious because I think there is a problem, say, for example, and, and this is a point that I'm going to go in more depth later, is that a lot of the focus has been on North America from, from Overwatch to Path to Pro. I would, I mean, I would, I would be shocked if anyone agreed otherwise. Uh, and, and you're completely fine if you're, if you're in the US seem to say, look, I think we deserve this support and I agree with you. Mm. Um, but in other regions, it's quite disturbing the lack of support that they've been getting. Um, so what I would say is, I hope that someone comes into the role externally of a global outlook on things, because I think that's the best thing for Overwatch and the best thing for Path to Pro. Um, so that's something that I would look for in someone in this sort of role, and I hope that's what we get.
1: Fingers crossed, yeah.
0: I mean, that's... I, uh, I don't envy whoever takes this position, I will say. Um, no. I mean, there's there's been a lot of backlash on Path to Pro over the past couple of years, and the lack of support, and trying to, to manage that and, and couple that with... Like some of the the things they talk about in this announcement in this in this post here uh, is being able to communicate to stakeholders uh, and, and risks and those things to to the stakeholders of the company. Uh, I mean, like, so you're you're literally having to not only face the community um, and and the teams and the managers I mean, that run Path to Pro and, and, and our point world. of view. But, that's a
3: standard project manager and partnerships role, though, so that's expected.
0: I, I understand. Um, I'm not saying it's outside the, the normal job description. I'm saying that's fucking tough as hell, and I don't hard. envy whoever is going to be in that yeah. position. Having to keep both sides of that coin happy, I mean, seems like a near impossible task, and just like Phil was saying, as soon as something goes wrong, you're the sole person that is going to be me facing the firing squad on that. So... Yeah. it's. Uh, an incredible opportunity and not just for an individual, but an opportunity for path to pro to see some, some change and to instill more support and more growth into this incredibly vital part of the overwatch scene. But mm-hmm. the, the difficulty that comes with it is equally as daunting. Um, yeah, and I, I, validating I, I, that to a, a board like Activision, uh, sounds, sounds nightmarish, frankly.
1: I think the other thing that's worth mentioning here is the, uh, Dan was like very rightly, very well respected in this role as a person who had a lot of passion and a lot of drive for this role, for this scene, for this game, for the players. Um, And you know, in in the comments we're making here, we're not trying to take away from that in the slightest. No way. Um, We just just want to say that, like, even if you have all of those things going for you, it is still going to be very difficult to enact that kind of change. Uh, So you need to be. Superhumanly driven to make this change. Couldn't agree more. On the it, subject of which, let's have a look at Rookie Watch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10 segue, Phil. 10 out of 10.
1: 10 out of 10 for a non sequitur segue just to move us to something a little cheerier. Uh,
0: and of course, Rookie Watches are our opportunity to try to highlight some of the graduates of Path to Pro and watch them pop off in the bigs. Uh,
1: well ethan we're starting with you
3: oh hello um it's me again only oh, picked oh, a korean main support player
1: actually um, I, can i uh, ethan sorry i i hate to interrupt i genuinely do but i have to say you have done a phenomenal job here of matching the color of your top to the color of the border that you are currently sat in it's like, so true it's it's very well matched
3: wait what do you mean on, on a stream yeah yeah, yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> you're right
1: sorry just um, just to curse me anyway sorry please go <laughs> on
3: yeah no that's worked really well it's it's brand management i'm branding that uh, only here. that's what it is oh, keep the colors. five head five oh. head yeah um so i picked a korea main support player is anyone surprised but but it's not general. oh yeah hey Sheer. oh well, oh shit um <laughs> which one have we got up first for me um uh, mr bill skunk because I, I asked for two clips.
0: Uh Kings Row is up first.
3: So, um the Dallas Fuel struggled chugging, in so the we'll first week of the Dallas Fuel struggled in week 1 of Midseason Madness qualifiers. Uh uh and they, they clearly needed some big changes. Um in in week 2, their first game <sighs> was against the Florida Mayhem and I was very impressed mm-hmm. by Cheo's performance. Because they were they were doing some very different things that you wouldn't typically see from a main support player. And a main support player like Chiyo is known for being like a little bit more passive, um, but very, very intelligent. And Chia was doing some really, really good things, played really, really well, and contributed to a massive snowball offense on King's Row, which is why I think you're saying King's Row clips.
0: Um, uh, no, my um everything's just cited to Chug. Sag.
3: Yeah. All right. Chug Sag. Chug, chug, but chug, but um chug. King
0: Hey, oh. We're only 16 episodes in. We're, we're starting to learn. I'm starting to get it. We're live? <laughs> we're live
1: now, yeah. We're, yeah, we're yeah. live
0: now. Classic. <laughs>
1: okay, so to summarise uh, Ethan's point, uh, he likes Chio. Good. That's, yeah.
3: Okay, can I, can I put a little bit more into it? <laughs> no, oh, go on. Well. We, won't talk gonna, about the, gonna, we won't talk gonna, about the clips. On. We won't go over the clips, but what we will say is, Actually, put in a very incredible main support performance, the type of performance you need when your team just lost the previous two games mm. in the last week, and it was a good performance to get a solid win over the Florida Mayhem, with some really good Brigitte and say play. Done, dusted, easy.
1: So, you know, uh, I'm-
0: I'm- <laughs> clip to see if it'll work. Oh. Yeah, I, uh, I, yeah,
3: kind I, of. Used, I just want to know why, like, you know, you were like, oh, refresh the stream, reform back. I was trying to drink some nice coffee, Matt.
1: <laughs> we're not here to make life easy for you that's that's not what, no. that's not what we're here for
3: we jokes on you watch watch this watch this are you ready for this just temporarily
1: god bang
2: off the rolls. oh yep, i see bye bye
1: there we go thank you yeah. well yeah the amazing disappearing ethan <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um right so uh because billy wasn't we didn't think we were going to get Billy up until about 10 minutes before we went live, so Billy hasn't had a chance to put together a rookie watch, so we're going to skip him. And
3: really um, I, I turned the camera on at the end. I was trying to get like half of this in one go, so I turned the camera on so you can see the end of it. Um,
1: uh, I guess uh, everybody really needs impressive. to win every now and then, Ethan. Everybody needs yeah. to win. <laughs> um, yeah, those of you paying attention to social media may have seen the new signing for the London Spitfire, the uh, much-hyped, very famed Boneback coming oh, Yes. Yeah. What uh, was oh, it? Neil,
2: uh, is his name Neil O'Daniel or something
1: like that? Uh, Neil O'Jamie, I think. Neil Jamie. Yeah. Is this okay. going
2: to work? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, why, why did this
0: break? Why did this break?
1: Uh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> oh, I, right? I have a backup yeah. version.
0: I have a backup version. There we go. It's yeah. supposed to be zoomed in uh, more. I've got multiple of these captured. Oh, it's wait.
1: fine. We, 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 the, the point has been made. Yeah. So. Um, New, DPA, new new support player coming in for the London Spitfire uh, with a very interesting moustache and a very fetching pair of sunglasses there. Played Eichenwalder for them playing Zen, I thought put up a very strong showing for somebody who, you know, is not a famous Zen player. Uh, more generally, I, I do. Oh, obviously, it's Backbone. Of course, he weren't fooled for a second. None of us were, um, especially not by that signing tweet that was made the other week. Um, I think Backbone has come in under very difficult circumstances. We know that um, London as a team have not had the highest budget for players. Um, And I think there was some head scratching going on when Backbone was signed because uh, despite putting up a consistently very solid performance uh, and, and being, as far as I can tell, a pretty chill guy, um, he just wasn't at the top of anybody's list for a DPS signing. And I think under those conditions, in that circumstance, he has come through and made a really, really strong showing here as a rookie. I, in uh, I mean,
3: London and I fifth in the league. It's great. It's amazing. Fifth in the league, and they're only like they're the same differential as Houston. Houston just have an extra uh, point, extra yep. league point uh, from the kickoff clash. They're ahead of Atlanta and ahead of Toronto. Um, well, I rated Toronto highly; no one else did. But I like to think that opinion matters. Atlanta was rated as a top five team by a lot yep. of people, so good for London. They're fifth in the West right now, on court yeah. for mid-season madness. Well done to all the players; they've had a really good turnaround.
1: Yeah, yeah, really. Um, that team I... plays
3: with a lot of identity as well. I really like it. They play the really London does. way.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, the the chatty is, the meme has kind of just taken over. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And I they haven't lost since that Atlanta game. Like that's like that with a three 2 Atlanta, and suddenly their confidence has been bolstered <laughs> through the roof. Uh,
1: and I think it's also helped that the the meta has swung a little bit in their favor as well because it's let yeah. them play poker on a few maps.
0: I mean, but it hasn't yeah. even. They kind of helped. They did kind of define that in the in the first stage In kickoff clash. Yeah. The meta wasn't really leaning uh, in their favor, and they went and kind of carved their own niche out of it. Mm. Uh, which I think is part of the identity that Ocean is talking about, and then now, now it absolutely has. I think now it has swung a bit in their favor, and and well, they're looking strong, like out of nowhere strong.
3: But it's but it's not even like people like Hardy, like for example Backbone, who Phil was talking about. I remember like watching the f- the first week, and London weren't even getting really like good results. Like Backbone was going on like some weird off angles on May, and creating space on May, playing like her like a tank. Yeah. I think is what yeah. they were going for. I don't know if that's what the actual intention was, but Backbone was doing some really cool things on May that no other May would really think to do. So they've got a lot of identities. The coaching staff deserves a lot of praise uh, uh, for bringing that identity to the team.
0: Yeah, they're doing a fantastic job. They're doing a fantastic job. Uh, this brings up uh, my pick for the week. I, I went for a little bit more straightforward uh, <laughs> type of, of play. Uh, this one coming from less than, well, I guess about 15 hours ago. Uh, Coming Mm -hmm. out of Hangzhou Spark. Alpha 8. Coming in here with an awesome, awesome 4K here in map 5 versus Philadelphia. Uh, almost, they were this close to reverse-sweeping Philadelphia, which would have been the second reverse sweep in a row, uh, coming off of last week's game against the Valiant. But nevertheless, Alpha Yi just popped the fuck off, and it would be almost single-handedly carried. You can see how close uh, it is the top of your screen. Uh, unfortunately for the Spark, they're not able to pull this one out, but still just a sick, sick display on Tracer here from Alpha Yi. Uh, definitely a, a rookie to be keeping an eye on here as, as the season goes on.
1: Am I right in yeah, thinking, Jeff, right. Alpha Yee was in your like rookies to watch thing at the start of the podcast? Absolutely. Like, when I say not this podcast, but the podcast as a whole.
0: Yeah, I I, it was. Yeah, yeah, towards yeah beginning of our our tenure, like when we first well, started. Did you
3: pick? Did you pick Alpha Yee as your, your like main player, or did you pick like one or two? Uh,
0: I I think I had a couple because I'm pretty sure pretty. Yeah, was I in only my went with two. I own. picked. Yeah,
3: I picked Patty and Chou Rong. Oh, I don't hmm. remember who your main one was. I I think you might have went basic, I went proper, alpha
0: <laughs> I think it was a Prita and E, been... if I'm remembering correctly. A Prita, oh. Well, that went
3: well for you, didn't it? <laughs>
0: well, well. Yeah, that's not a Prita's <laughs> fault, though, damn it. All right, not a it's Prita's not, fault. It's not, it's not. He deserves to be in the league.
3: Not.
2: He does. You
3: can quote he does. me on that. B-Tech Easter, that's a joke. I'm stressing that that is humor. I apologize. <laughs>
1: Okay, oh, let's, uh, let's now, now that we've covered news and we've covered Rookie Watch, let's actually get to the meat of today's episode, which I realize that other than the fact that it's in the show title and it's been in everything we've put on social media, we haven't actually discussed, um, of course, uh, back on Tuesday, the actual final format for this. Uh, I don't know if it's even fair to call it Contenders. Uh, Contenders-level tournaments, uh, the Summer Series, Side A and Side B was announced and we thought we would go over that and have a have a look at what that means for the different regions and maybe hear from some community members as to what their thoughts are do we
3: how do we want to do this we want to do this reach my region uh
1: yeah no we we we, we didn't plan that far ahead we didn't plan that far ahead
0: this is just gonna be a little organic that's Um, why i asked you (laughs) no yeah yeah no fair enough um i I think first off let's just go over a general uh a, a general rules formatting uh, but I think we'll region, see, by, region by region is going to be the way to go because that there are a little bit of difference in in the rules and formatting depending on the region.
2: Right.
0: Um, which I think we'll, we'll start with North America. It just, it's cause it's Let's start with
3: North, North America then. Let's yeah. do
0: that. Let's start with NA. Um, just quick rundown. People watching this podcast are probably very familiar with this format. Let's just give a quick rundown. Uh, so you had... 32 teams coming out of open division were guaranteed access if they signed up. Uh, they are going to go alongside 32 other teams, eight of which are going to be coming back from Contenders 2021. Um what was what was that list again? Ethan help me out with that. This
3: is, what I, this Odyssey, is what I suspect this is the list. Is.
0: Redbirds.
3: Let, let me get it. Let me get it. This is what I suspect the list is. I don't know, no. Just from Little Mumbling. Um, so, uh, fuck, we talked a lot today. Jesus, right, I'm in the group chat. Well, so DICE, we think, I don't know who's on the DICE roster. I think the DICE are retaining their spot. Redbirds, Wisp and Altiora are 100% retaining their spots. I believe the roster that was previously with Solaris will be playing under Odyssey, the Odyssey branding that they previously played under beforehand. Um there is a Twitter account called Pirates in Pajamas that I believe is using the Drifter spot. Right. Um, I think Saints and Maryville kept their spot. Uh, Saints slash Maryville and Uprising Academy might be the eighth one. Um, those are the ones I suspect based on like what I know and what's potentially publicly available. I'm sure some of our NA gamers, will know more than I do. But this is what I think it is. Um, mm.
2: I I heard some chatter in one of the uh. One of the the Pat the Pro channels, I'm looking at around. I, Somebody said that UA had disbanded, uh, and I'm I'm looking to see if there's veracity to that or not.
3: No, uh, so so I they might have because like obviously Amir is retired, right? And Amir could have potentially stay with UA if they were going to stay. Um, So I don't know who that spot is. Otherwise, I don't know if they were able to mm-hmm. sell a spot or whatever, uh, or someone else picked that up. I, I don't have the answer unfortunately. Um,
0: yeah, whoever would get that spot kind of is still up in the air.
3: And I, in, in fairness, I say I say not sure on UA, not sure on Maryville, um, and I don't know who's on Dice's roster.
1: If I'm being honest. <laughs> Do Dice I, know who's on Dice's roster? From what I, I don't uh, think
0: so. Yeah, I don't think Dice's <laughs> roster, from what I'm hearing, has changed too much um, from last week. <laughs> That'll on, be your first. <laughs> believe it or not, I know, I know. Um, but from from talking to, to some coaches who've actually scrimmed them, it doesn't sound like their roster has changed too much from the last that we heard. Mm-hmm. So from a team that oh, has
1: I, I, had a bit of a revolving everyone,
3: door. The last like, that everyone's heard, if you look at their Wikipedia pages, nobody's on the roster.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> They dropped all but two, didn't they, I think?
3: Because Moza, Aspen, but I think, he, uh, and Frosted were all playing, and Horfick were all playing in o d. And obviously true, that wouldn't true. be a allowed. That would be against the rules. Yeah. So, if they were if they were assigned Tyson did that, that would be very naughty.
1: Yeah. Uh, so who, who knows? Gen- genuinely. Like, and obviously uh, Petal
3: retired. So
1: yeah, Petal retired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't as, know. On as, that roster. as Ethan was saying, like if you look at that active roster on Wikipedia, it's just a it's a header on a table, and that is it. With a real long list of ex players. Now, that's yeah. not
3: even the full list. I, was
0: gonna say, yeah, I can I can pull list. that up real quick. Um,
3: and then this is this and we're going to give noise a fresh start this year. I guess yeah. you know they have a chance. You know, yeah. to think okay, look, we had loads of players last year, didn't quite get the results we wanted. Let's see what we can do this year, and let's let's see what they can do this year, right? Yeah. I, uh, fresh yeah. start for them. I, I we'll see who's going to pick be... up
1: a little careful that this doesn't devolve into a who's playing in uh, Contenders. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah no, no, I was just looking a for enough. a general yeah. overview of the eight teams that are going to be what we alongside right the right other... Yeah. Just yeah. so in, in, in theory, it's the eight teams that were in Contenders at the end of the last proper Contenders season. Right, But, obviously, a lot of stuff has changed in that time frame. And so, this is all... It's, it's educated guesswork as to who is actually competing this season.
0: Um... So, with that, that was my fault. I apologize, Phil. I I got us off on a a (laughs) bit of a tangent there. I'll take responsibility for that one. Um, But, okay, so on top of that, you're going to have a 64-team tournament, essentially. They'll be competing for $50,000 for A-sides and then $75,000 for B-sides. B-sides will be those same eight contenders team that are in question will automatically get a chance to come back um, we'll
3: talk about that later.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think this is this is a good time to discuss it. Uh, as uh, we're, we're just kind of going down uh, your general rules here. Um, so, and then the rest are top eight seeding, right? From from top A
3: four, sides. Yeah, four, top four, top 12, four. So, top four so
1: we, we are we are we are guys going about this. Ask about tit. Um, so, so the it. bigger picture. The bigger picture here is that there are two tournaments that run one after the other. Uh, the first one being the A sides, the second being the B sides, and the A sides has implications for which teams get to compete in B sides. I think,
0: unless you're your a previous right. contenders team, because then you're guaranteed a yes. spot.
1: Then you're guaranteed it.
3: Yeah, uh, which, um... which has pissed off some of some of the community. I think it's poor. I think realistically, what we want in our contenders tournament, and this is where the, this format is good because it opens up the community a little bit. I think that's good. I think it tries to stop some of the problems where, you know, players were like, oh, you're not content, you haven't got a contenders experience, we're not going to trial you, for example, right? It yeah. might stop some of those problems. Might, I don't know. I don't know what people's mentalities are around that. Uh, but what I do think is is bad, I don't think you should be given free spots into B sides. So I think you've got to qualify for it. I think it's fair, you know, say the last eight contenders teams, you get you get come to A sides. But I think the problem with this is when you want the best 12 teams, no matter what, no matter what they were previously, the best 12 teams currently should be in B sides. I don't think well, it should so, matter what they previously were so, so,
1: Ethan, what is what is the criteria for these non-contenders teams to get into B sides?
3: So, those top eight are uh, there. So, they've just got to be yeah. the top four out of the teams that weren't in contenders. Right, Okay. Now my question
0: is so that brings us to back to a point of assuming that the 64 team format is going to automatically yield your top 12 teams. Um, one of the one of the concerns that I've heard is particularly with a 64 team single elimination bracket is if you get if somehow we get Redbirds versus Wisp in the round of 32 or the round of 16 one of those two teams is going to get knocked out it's single elim but you clearly have you have two of which should probably be considered two of the top teams in the tournament, facing each other single elim prior to that top twelve <laughs> formatting. Mm. And right now, I know these teams are just crossing their fingers that that shit doesn't happen, that the seating doesn't give you two of those well, contenders teams. For
3: anyways. they're 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 already confirmed in the B signs.
0: Yeah, but that's that's my point. If if we don't have those top eight guaranteed into B sides, I don't think the A sides format is strong to guaranteed. Properly. Just
3: so, seed it properly. So so the eight contender teams won't play each other until top eight then. Uh, do do we trust that it's gonna happen that way? I think that's Oh <laughs> we'll just just seed it properly then. I don't I don't see the issue there. Just seed it properly.
0: Um Okay, so moving forward, let's Another topic uh, on top of the guaranteed spots, which I have heard mixed arguments about. I've heard you know, coaches saying that that is absolute bullshit. That agree with your your 100 percent, Ocean. One, I mean, I've I've talked to coaches. that oh, yeah, so think the top on board with teams that. should be there. We want
3: right. to see the best teams and contenders. Whoever
0: placed they- in top twelve should be the twelve that move on. Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's valid arguments for that. I've also heard the others uh, another point of view on that on those returning contenders teams do deserve a little bit of a leg up. Like there's, they just deserve to be some sort of uh, reward, I guess, for for lack of a better word coming to mind. Here's, here's
3: my counter for being competitive as
0: they have been for the past year.
3: I mean, you could say that, but half of those spots were bought. And, and then that's, and that's, that's a bigger problem. So you're buying, because obviously we know that some of the contenders teams have been able to play overwatch two earlier than some of these open division teams so they've got a competitive advantage that they paid for and that's a problem
0: so but that's the players on that uh, i i think that there's a question on the do the players still deserve it now whether their their spot was purchased does that mean the players that are on those squads don't deserve those opportunities or those chances or to, to no be no in T2? It, it, it,
3: because they didn't but the, the players didn't do it small Well, no. i'm Guys, by the way, we've a problem. Naked HD XYZ is back. Oh,
0: um, oh, <laughs> I'll go take care of it. Um, <laughs> um, but well, at least somebody's watching like, the podcast.
3: Uh, <laughs> 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 but I think the problem with this is, is that since contenders teams had early access to Overwatch Two, which is, is fair, the problem is that some of those spots were bought previously uh, in the previous year. And I understand saying, "Look, you did well in the past year," but some of the teams have bought spots, realistically, did they did they get uh, have a performance advantage? Like we, we we talked about Dice. you know, they didn't really get any great results. They struggled in right. third party tournaments, and they couldn't get a consistent roster. Should they get early access? Should they get a competitive advantage? Probably not.
0: Well, and I, I think um, an argument to support your point of view on that was that I was talking to a, a player um, that. Was saying that that's a lot of the rosters have changed. Uh, we're talking about an entirely new game, and we're talking about results from nine months ago. So I mean, it's it was hard to argue against those points. Um, I mean,
3: look. So I, I'm I'm G Force. is an example. G Force has been one of the best yeah. teams in, in NA. Yeah. They don't get contenders access. They don't get to be one of the top eight teams, despite the fact that their results are probably better than half the contenders teams.
1: So my my. my attitude to all of this is maybe a little bit nihilistic. um, Is that we we just kind of need to get this one done. Yeah, Yeah, I think Uh, it's a a difficult spot. It's a really
3: hard spot.
1: It's very, like, you know, we have no way of guaranteeing that performance trans... Like, look at the way Shanghai Dragons are currently struggling slightly in 5v5. Like, a very dominant team last year, like, the, the champions in the league, now with a less than optimal win rate in the league because of a transition to a new game and granted other things. But like the other things are important too, right? It's been a a long time since the last competitive series of anything. Um, This is going to be difficult. I think people are going to have, rightly, a lot of problems, a lot of complaints, but it gives us a ground floor. It means that for the next thing, we have a ranking, we have active teams, we know roughly how good those active teams are. And we yeah. can go from there. And like I, I don't want to whitewash this and say, oh, just just suck it up and get on with it. That's I, that's I not what I want to hear.
3: I'm I'm thankful because I actually quite like some of the new four ideas, like an A sides and a B sides, so right? Like one prize pool and a second prize pool. Yeah. Like you have to qualify for it with good results. Yeah. I like that. I really like that. And I'm really positive that we have contenders news finally. I'm just saying oh, I yeah. agree great. with the format news. Uh, and I hope what they are going to do from the season is say, look, this is what we did until the end of 2022. We had difficult scenarios with the fact that we only really had half a year to work with. Next year, these are our plans. This is how we're going to get the best teams playing the best teams and the best Overwatch 2 action possible. And I I believe that the Path to Pro team are, are going to be capable of that. Um... Or I just don't really agree with some of the decisions that we've made uh, in terms of, you know, having the best teams against the best teams. That's what I want for the scene right now.
2: I think that's what everybody wants, though, Ethan, but it's just a matter of planning. That's the big thing right now, is that all the planning, they didn't know what was coming out when. And so, I yeah. mean, the people here in our ecosystem were sit, basically holding our balls in our hands, waiting for some kind of crumb of evidence to come out <laughs> to support that we're going forward with it. So... You know, We're I wish I'd gotten
0: a camera good. in time. Phil, that reaction—Phil's
2: <laughs> looking know, around like, to... "Where are my balls?" Uh,
0: oh, is... <laughs> well, like, I, know,
3: I, I just want to know. I know they're around here somewhere. <laughs> this, this fucking, this fucking naughty bot. I'm really sorry. likes us. Sorry. They're back.
2: You
1: yeah. well, we might no,
2: really no,
3: derail good. me. They're
1: back. Sorry. Yeah. we might have to look at getting some uh, some moderators if that if that keeps happening. <laughs> Um, yeah, that, that's unfortunate. I wonder what we'll, their prices we'll...
3: are like. I'm <coughs> oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm sure you can go back and, and, and click those links if you really don't value your computer's integrity.
3: Yeah, that wouldn't be smart. No doubt. <laughs> um,
0: okay, so uh, let's... I think that's a good what opportunity. What I will say, uh, it's... Oh, it's it's,
1: called the, it's uh that we are 12 days away. Uh, sorry, yeah, 12... 12, 13 days away from the actual kickoff here of... Yeah. effectively content. Oh, not really. Well, if you're yeah, yeah. today. I think we're
3: all excited, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Tier 2 Overwatch. Podcast oh, is excited about Tier T Overwatch.
1: <laughs> Who would have thought?
3: Who would have thought?
0: Okay, so Who let's... Uh, in talking about NA, I want to... And this is something that will kind of transcend regions for some part, for, uh, assuming the rules correlate, but the number of teams. This mm-hmm. is a, another point of contention that... I got, when asking around for, I talked to a few members of the community, just kind of trying to get opinions and kind of get a a attempt check on what's going on around the scene, how people are feeling about this. I got mixed responses on this. Um, Honestly, mostly negative. But I heard some really good arguments for the other side of the coin. 64 teams going into this. And we kind of hinted at this at previous episodes. Like, if we're going to have 64 teams with 20, uh, I believe, are, is that what we determined? It was... 32 24 random, 24 or like just random signups. Yeah, um, what A, what was the point of open division? Yep, B, what is this the best for the competitive integrity of the scene?
3: I have a note on this that I think is particularly interesting. So, we had eight teams for the entirety of EU and NA and contenders last season, and my personal thought on that is eight is two, though. Because um, we had ten yeah. in Korea and ten wasn't enough in Korea. There were still Gen G. There were still two two or three very, very good teams in Korea that are contenders quality that weren't there. Um and, and ultimately now Gen G aren't in Overwatch, right? Um so what I'm stating there is I think it is too small, but I also think sixty four is way too many.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, and, and I think in future iterations of this, we will probably see the A side, B side thing, maybe fade out for a, like maybe a more traditional open division where top X get into trials or contenders. I think proper there's
3: or... one note though, mm-hmm. single a
1: limb. Single a limb is rough, but also sixty round of sixty-four, double a limb is a phenomenal amount of games. I realise it's rough, but you have to strike a balance between. Like the competitive integrity aspect of giving teams a second chance versus expecting teams to play a dozen plus games. Well, then I don't think we
3: should went for sixty
1: four. Well, and why not just do
3: the forty? Why not just do the forty? Give the eight teams who are in contenders buys in the first round. Yeah, and that is an
0: interesting question. Um, Is why they added twenty four teams? I mean, was it? And and like you say, eight. That means eight teams get a buy through the first round, and you have thirty two teams. Mm-hmm. To start off the bracket with eight teams that are waiting in the second round, um, but that does seem to make more sense. And, there's...
1: and then you you're
3: done double healing with 40. I think that that's a little bit I, of a difference.
1: I, I think, I think this is a product. The reason why we've got the oh, and also these people is because we are at a second phase in the beta with, in theory, more people and different people with access to it to play and then to come in. Sure. and so That's it's sure like, like oh, oh you, you, it's a I'm shame not. you didn't get into the first overwatch beta here is a small opportunity for you to come and try again is i think yeah. what it is
3: i'm not against the idea well, i'm i'm just trying to offer solutions for the community yeah, and yeah, I, hope, yeah. I hope people can appreciate that um, And your
0: coaches i talked to are very much against the idea so you wouldn't be alone yeah. even if you were
3: uh, no i'm just trying to su- suggest options i mean i yeah. would love to work on path to pro a little bit more closely right I, sure. I love working with teams like so i'm i'm here for the players really and that sort of idea um um well there's so yeah, that's my idea um, uh, and europe uh, is similar to north america right europe's the same rule set so yeah once we start uh, talking
0: about eu yeah I was, I was just thinking we could just pick out something that we haven't already discussed for na that some of these points are going to overlap um so that way we're not rehashing the same Topics for once we move through regions. So that's a lot of these topics we're talking about with within a are kind of universal uh, Okay, so talking about the 64 teams Oh, I, I want to offer some points and then get y'all's thought so one of the reasons I've heard in Support of this was giving a lot of t3 players and players who are kind of unknown an opportunity to really shine through that may not have had that opportunity before uh, and i think that's cool really opening up the market for for players to rise through the ranks and then maybe maybe a particular player or two does well and can get picked up to either one of the higher performing t3 teams um you know such as g-force or or even move up into t2 teams
3: but i think there's a problem here though i think you're we're missing a problem is that the it was kind of a gatekeeping thing right where you're just picking teams you have know, that previous experience well and that's what the I same know. people are still in charge of these teams they're going to do the same thing so you no, know, it doesn't does matter on that contenders point so it doesn't stop the gatekeeping the I, I well depends who's who's making the decisions who's picking up these players that's what it depends to me and for me when i'm thinking about this i, I, I could be completely wrong people could see a performance in tier 3 and pick them up but i would also say that how many pick, uh, people from GeForce got picked, off in the, picked up in the off-season?
1: Zero. One. Oh. Magic yeah. Maple. One. Maple. Oh, of course one. he did, yeah.
3: One. Yeah. So there's one. That's a problem. And the second thing with that is... It's the Asterix, you are
0: talking about off-season.
3: Yes, but... Yeah, I, I'm aware. Uh, but GeForce are performing better than contenders teams. Right. So so I think that's a thing. And it's still the same people who are in charge of rosters. I think, realistically, the only people who like went and picked... Are, are, we, we're people that we, that we know. I think um, that Redbirds, when they picked up Lawyer, was yeah. was an interesting shot. Uh, sure. Echo as well. Players who were definitely tier 2 level, but not quite cemented in tier 2 level. I think there was, um, I think uh, what I've heard from this Pirates and Jammers roster is that they've been trialling some players you know, from tier 3, so that's positive news. Um, but I think majority some of the people who are still up there you know are the same people making the decisions so are they still gonna ignore tier three talent maybe i don't know
0: they can't anymore there's too much t2 talents that's been sniped mm-hmm. like that's i mean straight up like a lot of these teams have yeah, lost yeah. i mean with with rupaul moving up and dove and wub and some of these players that we didn't really expect to move up as quickly as they did you know we kind of all expected like the at squad to get picked up the the Redbird squad towards the end of 2021, a lot of those players were have been around for a long time and we were going, okay, like that makes sense. But I think some of some of these other players, I mean, not to say, I mean, like Dove's been grinding forever. I don't mean that he hasn't been playing for a while. But I think there were other pickups that were less expected that are going to shake up, you know, and A kind of got just stripped clean. We'll
3: talk about some of the reasons why that happened. Uh, just one more on A, can we? No, no i wait until another region to kind of discuss... Uh, I, why I think a lot of time. I'm assuming up.
0: you're alluding to visa troubles.
3: Not just visa troubles. I think that um, so when they did actually since we could talk about what when the path to pro announcement happened, it was all NA. It was like they announced that they said they didn't announce a date with No Time, right? And then it was only that t- that date in NA. So they are clearly more focused on the NA scene, and I know they're based in North America, uh, so that makes a bit more sense. But then also you look marketing wise, right? What has Korea got marketing wise, from Path of the Pro? Not much. It's yeah. most mostly community based, yeah. and Korea's being probably the biggest source of talent. Uh, actually, most definitely the biggest source of ta- talent. And I, I work in Korea, so I'm, you're fair enough to call me biased. But mm. I think they probably deserve the same amount of resources in North America. And um, China is one of the biggest viewer bases you, you, for
1: Overwatch. You, you, you might you might have a better insight into this than I do. Um my expectation is that the money here isn't being spent to advertise or promote Korean contenders to British language English language audiences We're not paying to move um you know Chinese uh, players the problem particularly is promoting Overwatch them League over has here.
3: Eleven or twelve teams based in North America, you need Western marketing to get picked up in the Overwatch League. That's the problem. I
1: think there is more opportunity, but if we still have, uh, I always forget these when I count them out: Chengdu, Guangzhou, Hangzhou, Korea, Uh, and then Shanghai. 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 Why do I always forget Shanghai? I have no idea.
3: And the rest of them are mostly Western based, correct?
1: Yeah. True.
3: That that's fifteen to five. Western marketing is essential.
1: But we are. I think we're talking about two very separate audiences because I think that as nice as it would be that like, you know, oh, such and such a Korean player has a really big following here in NA, therefore we're going to sign them. I don't think that is as on the radar as such and such a player is mechanically very good or we know they're a good IGL or they're good at whatever makes them a good player. Like I, I don't feel like the advertising a player as a personality is as big a part of them getting picked up over here as their mechanical performance.
3: But it's a combination of things, like visa, mm. your marketability in the West, uh, the support that the Western you know NI teams are daily, I teams ideally—I mean, not financially NI teams don't get as much support as Korean teams because the organizations in Korea are bigger. I'm sorry, tell you one is bigger than Wisp, No offense, right? No, you're going to have to accept that one. <laughs>
2: Um, Damn it!
0: That's also an academy team.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're going to get more resources in Korea financially, but in terms of like he like, in terms of like I mean like even reading the the path to pro announcement, we still don't know how how the qualification for B sides Korea fully works, based on that announcement. It was very yeah. very cryptic. Uh, but and I got this fucking full fucking passage. And that sort of support is what I'm talking about. Whereas there shouldn't be that sort of confusion in the region. Those yeah. little things are adding up. And I think that that, that needs looked at.
0: Well, let's... Uh, yeah, let's I want to steer us back to uh, the original point that was the jumping off for this uh, in talking about the number of teams. Because we were talking about the gatekeeping with it all and ideally of, of new talent getting picked
1: up. Uh, but there's also a... I, I've I heard... Oh. Cons- we have Robo Jeff. Is that on my end or Jeff's end? uh Oh, I got Jeff normal. I got normal Jeff. Okay. Oh, ah, that's on my end then. Apologies. Um, I heard
0: concerns on this uh, already about burnout. Um, and a lot, even just with single elim. This is something you were alluding to before, Phil. Um, that this is already a lot of games to be played. If we if we pull up our schedule here on screen, this is the NA schedule. Um, you're, you're going to have game starting on you know, this is a wednesday i believe is 7 13 uh and then i mean it's three days back to back of uh, all double elim to get down to basically top eight and then you know, once you're in top eight it's like upper bracket round one and on the 25th and round two on the 26th and then then you have five days to work through your top eight but going from 64 to that top eight is three days of games. Um, and the timing on this is it can also be a little a little wonky particularly when we're talking about some eu stuff this is a little bit of the crossover but talking about i i heard concerns that this is hard on the the people it's supposed to be supporting on the younger players and the people yeah. who, who can't get who, who can't make it work for the time slots that they have put forth so it's for we're looking at NA. That that seems, you know, it's five PM Pacific. So that's eh, that's okay. But when you start talking about EU times, like there's the, the crossover here is going to be horrible, and so playing during the middle of the week it just seems really really tough. So I've seen a, a lot of a lot of concerns on that. Uh, any any additional thoughts on what seems to be a bit of a a huge grind to get the 64 team bracket down into something manageable.
3: It's difficult. It's so difficult because they have to, they have to work for different regions and arguably, you know, it should be more than five regions that they have to work with, but um, they have to work around Overwatch League and um, it's a difficult one. It's a really, really difficult one um, because obviously they're trying to avoid like having to play six games a day, that sort of thing. Right. Um, they've, they've got a lot of different challenges. I'm hoping that you know that this cleans up after th- this year. I think next year is going to be really, mm-hmm. really important. I think this year is going to be about setup, and I think people are going to have to accept that, yeah. including myself. I, I'm going to still be a little <laughs> bit salty, but I think I'll be able to accept the setup myself as well.
1: It makes sense. Uh, I, I had growing pains. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just as a point of interest, as I navigated over to Game Battles to see what information was available, NA Summer Series A sides currently oversubscribed. 65 out of 64 teams. What?
3: <laughs> is that is that one of the casters? Is that the Caster team? Is that us? We're the sixty-fifth. The winner of A sides has to play us. Oh, I don't know. god. But that can of
1: sprite MVP. What, a, what, right a, what there. a waste of time for that team.
3: Yeah. We are actually we are actually the in the winners. We are in the grand finals already. They've got to play us.
1: It's yeah. this can we, of spray. We managed to, um... oh, I was like, wait, how have you zoomed in on my canvas? Right, sprite? It's not, that's just me being dumb. Yeah, we've actually introduced <laughs> a, an overflow error by assigning ourselves to 65th position. We're actually in first position, so good luck, everybody.
0: We're here to break it. We're here to break the system.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, apologies, I seem to be having some internet issues here. I don't know if that's affecting my outgoing audio, but I am it's not losing outgoing. audio here. No, you seem fine not on our
0: end, so you're just going to have to muscle through on your end. I'm sorry, bud. I'll
1: see what I can do. <laughs>
0: um okay so i think final general point and then we'll kind of zoom in on a couple of different talking points for the regions but final general point uh i think that's worth addressing is the map pool Mm. so we've talked about the monstrous amount of teams the brutal schedule interesting bracket uh let's talk about these maps so this this got publicly released let's uh see if i can actually uh this is good enough it's not ideal but here we'll give it a go So it's, I wish it was full screen on your screen, friends, but this will have to do. Uh, It's every map in the game. Even maps that have not been released yet. Now, I mean, logically, this doesn't make sense. Um, And, and, you know, we had had friends come in and be like, hey, like, there's no way that you're going to play, you know, Rialto and what... uh, what was one of the other big ones it's not Havana. Numbani. Havana, Numbani Numbani was one I was thinking of. I wanted to say Gibraltar I was like wait no no that's in the map pool or that's in no, the that beta um but yeah 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 uh Numbani it's these traditional Overwatch 1 maps that are not in the beta at all uh but then also things like Portugal that hasn't even been yeah. announced
1: yet publicly I think like pe- people have been freaking out about this image but Obviously, we can't see it on screen here. If you zoom in at the bottom of the image, it does explicitly say... I have to get the exact wording up myself Maps that are not featured in the beta. beta Will be unavailable for play. So, I think it is more maps than they were expecting. I think the maths was, uh, according to our friend with a little more information than us, um, they were kind of expecting 13 maps. Uh, That graphic makes it look like 21 maps. It is actually 17 maps. So, it's still... More than they were expecting, and it's a it, it is additional work that they've got to do to to compete on these maps. Um, but it's not quite as bad as it could have been. <laughs> I will. it was scrabbling for silver linings here, but it it could have been worse. One, yeah. Um... Go ahead,
3: Ocean. But I think the problem is it came out two weeks before. Yeah. Like, I think that's why. How... If this if they, if they were told seventeen maps a week and a half ago. Closer to a month before tenders I'll be like, Yeah, that's that's fine, right? But two weeks or so to practice seventeen maps is is quite jarring. Yeah,
1: it's it's a lot.
3: Well, and I think a lot of the
0: concern, or at least some of the concern I've heard, um, was what if these maps become available in the beta?
3: Then like, we're in trouble. <laughs>
0: what, what if they decide to drop Rialto in Numbani or even Portugal into the beta during this time frame? That they have to be prepared for these kind of contingencies, and that this is that the communication on this has been so poor. And that the wording on that is not that maps that are not currently in the beta or that are not in the beta as of this moment, but just that if they're not available in the beta, then we're not going to play them. There's no communication on what's going to be in the beta, there's no communication that this is going to be the exact and only thing we're going to see. You know, or that there's not going to be any updates to it. You know, for this time frame, I mean, and contenders is on OPR as well, right? So that's uh, th- that. There's that kind of contingency, you know, as far as Junker Queen and even uh, Parezo. I just wanted to call it Rio, but I'll actually call it its official name. So is that is that part of it? Is available in the beta? Does that count for OPR, or is that talking about live beta? And that's.
3: Well, so the earlier ones have been playing on live beta, so I'd assume yeah. it's live
1: beta. That's I think assumption. all of, is it up to the round of 16 or is it all of A sides are on the beta? I think it's round to
3: 16. I think that's right. Okay.
1: Okay, it's not I, on I OPR. Go... They just, they're
0: just on open beta access. Yeah, because they, they didn't give OPR access to everybody that qualified in top 32.
1: Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, which which I, I know was another point of contention here for OD teams.
0: Yes. Like that is something we could talk about as well. Yeah. There i was... think
3: that's too many people in opr to be honest so of course i, of don't, course. Really th- I don't really think there's much to discuss there i think that will get streamlined later on i think that's something yeah. you have to expect later on uh yeah. no, no no, no. Much that much was
0: not my thinking right my here. thinking was oh. that the teams that were guaranteed access to the beta didn't get it until the beta like was oh. publicly announced as opposed to having some sort of uh, early access to it which i think could have been doable uh I mean it, perhaps the beta just wasn't ready yet. You know, perhaps it just, just straight up was not ready to go <laughs> live yet. Um I mean
3: sure but no. Well, look, you the aver- I'd say sure if it wasn't advertised differently. For OD, it was it pretty much said you get the beta early. But was that was the assumption based on OD. That's why so many like there's a team called playing for access. Right. You know what I mean? like. Right. So I think that's where the problem is. I think it was if it was communicated better, there wouldn't be a problem here. But I feel like because of the poor communication, I think teams were expecting earlier access than they got. Uh,
0: and I think that kind of brings up something I was thinking about with the map pull as well, which is why I brought it up. Better communication and, and managing yeah. expectations going forward. I think this is crucial. Um, and I think a, a lesson that, I don't know how they haven't learned this shit. Um, but the the communication needs to be clearer, and they need to stick by it.
3: Like it's, um, expectations
0: have not been managed very well. And I think that's generated a lot of frustration with the path to pro community.
3: I think personally, I could maybe give them a pass this time. I think the next series that we have that's similar to this A and B side stuff. Uh, has got to be better communication-wise. Um, obviously, both the Pro Team's had some difficulties with uh, Dan. Uh, so, I'm prepared to say, look, communication wasn't great this time around, but it can be fixed. Um, but I also still don't think the ex- uh, communication has been acceptable. Do no. you guys mind if I use yes. that as a segue to talk about contenders Australia?
0: Yeah, I think it's definitely time to sure. move on because it's we've okay. Please. So,
3: NAEU is
0: essentially the same format, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I want
3: to move on to contenders
0: Australia, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's 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 talk about the differences between the rule set we've just been talking about and what they're doing different in the other three regions.
3: Well, the, there's a problem. So if you looked at the the Path to the pro announcement, um, Australia is just wrong. It's just incorrect. <laughs> like, so for example, the um, the a size for contenders Australia does not have a prize pool. Key note says 25k, though, that's a lie. Not necessarily, though. So A-Sides does not have a prize pool. Instead, there are technically, instead of, instead of like, two big events, there are four tinier events. A-Sides qualifies you for B-Sides, which does have a 25k prize pool, and this is known as Event 1. There are none of the contenders teams in A-Sides, as far as I'm concerned, uh, for A-Sides for uh, Australia. And it's just to, to fill the last two spots of B-Sides. Top two. Get B side slots, um, and then and there's going to be event two, which is another A sides to confirm B sides. I believe.
1: That's a weird. Right. Okay. Event. So a bit of a bit of a change in format from uh, NA and uh, EMEA.
3: And uh, and I know this is the case um, because reasons. Um, move on. Just just say that they <laughs> sure. got it. On on the yeah, website, yeah. Uh, and uh, it is a different format, uh, so don't be uh, scary when you see that. Yeah. All
1: right. Uh, what I what I will say is, hey, say there are contenders teams whose rosters you would like to know. You can find those on game battles, and I have just found out one of the rosters I was interested in, and who's playing. Which one? Oh yeah. Anything you can disclose. Uh, yes. I mean, it's public knowledge. It's public knowledge, information. But it's public okay, information. But also they... That's not quite what no, i mean No, I, 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 I don't want it. But it's, it's there. If you, if you are interested, you can go through everybody that's currently signed up on game battles. Um, right. So that's fun.
3: Yeah, I just want to know which one peter your interest because we were talking about this earlier. That's a good. idea. Yeah, well,
1: we'll you, you guys can the you the guys point. can know, but the chat. Will, <laughs> uh, <laughs> will I, I, I don't. I don't want to preempt a roster announcement. Is yeah, that, course, that's course, a good. Course. That's yeah. a good
3: reason to do that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. So let's move on and talk about South Korea. Yeah, uh, so, oh,
3: that's interested. What's that? It is, uh, it? he's he, wanting he, to be interested.
1: I'm yes. reacting. <laughs> I have just sent Ethan Ethan, the link, which is making for great podcast content.
3: Oh, yes,
0: oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, so the South Korea format is confusing, to say the least.
1: Do
3: you want me to talk about it? <laughs> uh,
0: Please enlighten
1: us.
3: Well, I mean, it's
0: round robin to qualify with top two there's a two round so, robin so, groups so, so, to make it into so, summer series one round robin uh, group to qualify I, for the I second round here. robin group that qualifies you for going, summer I series eight sides I'm all right,
3: okay, right. You, let's, let's get the explanation go to liquipedia go to korea and Sides for liquipedia it's better
0: okay uh, okay uh, continue that's are, are not, K- not a
3: fantastic opinion? explanation. That's, that was not. I no. want you to go there. I want you to go to round one. I'm
0: working on see it, one, I'm working what, on it, but while I'm doing that, uh, while I'm doing that, why don't
2: you
3: elaborate? So, a site has three rounds. Each of them are one round, one game. So, the first round is uh, you know, it's, it's all single elimination, but it's, it's essentially all teams from yeah, all teams from thingy thing, uh, open, open division, etc, including or open test, sorry, including Simpressa Gaming, which is a lot of people uh, exchanging, uh, yeah. players to be excited by, Fan and, and Adi, and Saigonar is also here. Um, so that's a little note. Um, so they're all playing each other. Then in the second round of competition, you see one, two, three, four, five, six of the contenders teams from last season come into play. So they'll come in. This is currently WGS Phoenix, Team Diamond, Starlight Gaming, uh, or SLT, Intendi Evolution, JNGK, and Uprising, not Uprising, UPA, um, Guacha's Academy Academy team, Ultra Prime Academies. Yeah. Uh, So they're all coming in in the next round and they play one, one game against teams from the previous round and then they qualify for round three. Round three then is 16 teams. So essentially, okay. you're round sixteen. You win your game. You qualify for the top eight and go into a double. Uh, go into a double elimination bracket for a sides. There you go. Oh yeah, Quality. not confusing kind at all. I straightforward.
1: Yeah. Have, I, have, I, have, <laughs> I have two observations um, that are only tangentially related that I still want to bring up. Firstly, uh, take take me off the screen. Let's go back to... The, oh, I, I looked at the wrong window. Let's go back to the Wikipedia. Can you just uh, show people the logo for the team ya yeah. Because that is one of the best logos I've ever seen. <laughs> if, <laughs> you, right. sc- if you scroll down a ways in top 15...
0: It was top 15? It was that Okay. Oh, it's, sorry.
1: In in, in, one in round one, one. one. Go to round one tab. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm on round one tab.
1: Oh. Uh, participants... It just takes a second to fill one. Oh, okay, there we go. Fantastic logo. Love it. Would change absolutely nothing about it. Uh, secondly, look who is the last listed player for the team players. Whoa! Yeah, so we haven't got that on screen. Uh, so Slime is oh, playing oh, for Oh, yeah, him.
0: yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot. My... Oh, I didn't know that!
1: I didn't know that either. Holy like, he's shit. the thir- third slot in a support line, so what playtime he gets, who knows. But yeah, he's he's on a team.
3: And then, so what I want to know is you'll note in A sides, right? So you'll notice, like, there's, like, I think there's 12 teams in B sides. Mm-hmm. You notice here it says the top four teams in getting the B sides. And you're like, okay, how does that work? There's 12 teams in B sides. How do the other qualifications work? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm working in the contender's career region a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a so, good start. Uh, yeah. Uh, so this is why I mean, we like, you know, at least you guys have like clear communication and I and you and what's going on. Because obviously the Australian announcement was wrong, and Korea is still pretty unclear.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate.
0: This is a very wacky format. Who are these guys? What is this, this red yeah. sword on fire logo? I don't what, know about What is about that this. that's inflamed? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, that is weird. Um, that's weird.
3: So that's Incentive. Edition. They're kind of cool. Uh, cool roster. Yeah. Um, yeah. They've got cast He's cool.
0: I heard they they lost the top dragon though, so I don't I don't know I don't know what to expect. Uh... It,
3: uh, top dragon's loan <laughs> contract ran out. You went back to Genji, and now on Talon. You know we progressed him.
0: No, we're just, we're just teasing. We're just teasing. No, Inukats yeah. is an awesome pickup. Like that's I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it.
3: Inacast is back. At uh, Zendia, so it's gonna be interesting.
0: Anyway, uh, sorry to derail, but th- I'm sorry this this format is confusing as shit. Yeah. It, yeah. It's...
3: Good luck to so my I... content team.
1: Yeah, it's. I think it is emblematic of a region that is more used to dealing with varying formats. Like we are properly indoctrinated to um, double them is the best only only format that must ever be observed. Ever anything else is. Oh, we like our group
3: stages over here.
1: Yeah, group stages are fine. Um, It wouldn't surprise me to learn that this kind of format is more common in. Other esports and in uh, meat space sports as well. Sure. Like I can't imagine that this is a thing that has been uh, invented here and now specifically for this. It's got to be have been based uh, on something. So, so,
3: there's one thing that confuses me even more. So, you know, there's, there's three rounds that dictate you know who gets into the top mm-hmm. eight uh, to play the double elon. So, if you look at the Pro schedule for Korea, you'll notice that there's the 18th and the 19th, and then there's a break. Mm. What that doesn't make sense. There's three rounds. Are we playing one game a day, or what's the plan? Nope.
1: I don't. Uh, I yeah. I, I, we we can only ask questions at this point. Really, I wondered if this was a broadcast schedule rather than a game schedule. Um, um, no, because actually, the games lists, are live. yeah, yeah, actually, like lists specific times, and actually for the NA schedule, it says where games aren't being streamed.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. that's the it's interesting it's a bit wacky yeah. now i can understand now you, you do bring up a valid point with you know perhaps this kind of format is more common uh in apac region across other titles and perhaps even Meat sports but they keep changing it in overwatch like every season it, it's it, i like to i don't, I don't our, even know what to say about this like like they I went from like the step the stepladder format last year i which liked was, it oh, I, I I'm not saying I didn't like it. I'm just saying they keep changing it so much. It's making well, it more difficult for the Western audience to grip onto this. It, it yeah. is it difficult to understand what the what the stakes are of the match. Who's actually moving forward? What what's it? Who's on top? Like what teams we should be paying attention to? All of these things it just make difficult. it more yeah. and more difficult for a Western audience to grip onto yeah. this.
3: Only had some notes because I really liked the format last season. I really liked it. Uh, the only thing I thought was wrong was there was only 10 teams. I thought there should have been 12. I thought there should be six teams in each group, but um, we'll see. I don't know.
0: Um, okay. So that's, unless anybody has any other thoughts on Korea in this wacky form. Zero
1: thoughts about anything, frankly. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough.
3: Um, sure. So I think we just got China left, right? Yeah. I need to do some research on this Why
1: so, so China, I think the most interesting thing we can say about China is it is a notably much later start date than everything else. So that actually doesn't kick off until August. Um, and yes. I believe like second or maybe first or second week in August. So that's happening a few weeks. Um, interesting thing else. to
3: note as well. So the bron- it says there's no broadcast here. I believe we think there's going to be a broadcast for uh, China, but it's not going to be at the same start time as the games.
0: That it's no. going to be recorded and posted. That's pretty later,
1: common with, with Chinese and, and contenders. That's what we've seen yeah, before, that's one, how happened, and that's, that's how why we're worked.
3: suggesting
1: that. The, the entire time that um, Chinese contenders have been broadcast in the West, and I, I was in, like, season three, like, one of the early seasons, um, it was all done on VOD, um, because getting a reliable feed out from China to a, 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 an American broadcast is difficult, so they just upload the VODs and go from that, which is unfortunate. Um... Like I feel for people like um, Kenobi, who is like a, a powerhouse of knowledge on the the Chinese scene, trying to watch these games like broadcast in a language they can watch, having had to follow condenders China because he wanted to know what was happening and knowing what all the games were going to do ahead of time. Um, but yeah. right now, there's they don't really have a way around that.
0: Um, so according to this announcement. Unless I'm um, missing something, has changed. This says the tournament date. It does start on July 15th. Huh? Huh? So, yeah, just uh, Interesting. in the original summer series announcement, when under China, it does have their start date is 7:15 and runs through August 7th. So they have it running a week, a little bit over a week later, but the start, uh, the start day is within two days of NA and EU. Now, okay. uh, I may mean, have to see if I cross I mean, the Given, given so we, that
3: original path to pro announcement being completely incorrect for Australia. And that's what
0: that's, I'm, I'm just cross-referencing here now with the, yeah. the the schedule that was posted on the other screen. And this is what shows A-Side starting on the 3rd of August and running through the 7th of August. And then B-Side not starting until September. Yeah.
3: Um, I think that's closer. Should we? You know what? Um, look what does Liqu- Liquipedia said. Liquipedia says fifteenth of July as well, though. uh Oh. See now that here we're going back into communication issues.
0: Yeah. Like these
3: these things should How be. How do clear. we support contenders Korea? Or oh, sorry, China? How do we support it? It's really difficult. Um, so that's something that um, you know, we, the... we need to try and pass back to the community and say, look, this is what yeah. we can do to support other regions.
0: Yeah, especially since there's no planned broadcast, at least as of this release and according to this document, which makes me think if somehow we do manage to, to get an English broadcast of Chinese contenders, that it might be haphazard, that it's not something mm. that was actually appropriately planned for, um, which I think is also a little bit egregious for the scene, a scene that deserves its, its fair share of attention and coverage. When we saw I that think, at the end of last season, where the regular season wasn't wasn't broadcast, we only got like the playoffs for contenders China for the last half of 2021.
1: So yeah, I I I think there are issues unrelated to the way in which Path to Pro is being run around why we didn't get a regular season broadcast of that. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I, I've, that might be a third party issue but i that's and that's, that's there's me a lot of moving parts me with there. A, a finger in the air
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah no and i'm not trying to point fingers at anybody just more <laughs> more to say this region deserves more support and more planning and better communication all around uh i, I mean wish, look i wish I knew I more i think
3: what i would like to say is when, when i was saying about you know europe and north america having a lot more transparency you know and even the transparency there hasn't been really great you know i see what i'm talking about right yeah <laughs> like like this, this is a bit of a problem especially you know coming for i'm working in contenders korea next season um with, with with the incendia project um and another region as well like i'll just as well say that <laughs> um so um it's quite difficult me for me to accept that uh, i'm gonna have to suck it up eventually but I think that uh, the global support needs to be better. And that's one key factor that I think that we need to improve on hundred percent going into 2023.
0: One thing I would like to point out before we, we step away from this is just that the prize pools for South Korea and China, at least according to this original announcement that was released on June 21st are higher than the prize yeah. pool for NA in Europe. They are offering $75,000 USD prize pools, for both um, series A and Series B, uh, which is twenty five thousand higher total uh, than in A and E U, I
3: think, I think uh, personally that makes sense because before this year, most of the Overwatch League talent came from Korea and China. I think now, if you look at it and you look at the NIA talent that's coming this year, then maybe you could say NIA probably could get a bigger prize pool as well. Uh, that would make sense. And I think that would be a fair argument. Um, but I definitely see why they've got slightly larger price pools. I mean, it's across the board, price pools are pretty good. I mean, you're talking about $150,000. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I'm very it, happy with it, them. And I'm very happy globally, with A and B side idea. I think it's a good yeah. concept.
1: Globally, it's 1.3 million. Wow. That puts that in yeah. perspective.
0: So at least Blizzard are putting their wallet into it. Like That's a good start. Yeah. As far as that's concerned, as far as parables are concerned, that's Um, a really good start.
3: And you know, I think we're all just happy to see that we're we're getting some contenders this year. I like the A and B side idea, uh, so that you know you you give teams a little bit of security. You know, you can play in A and B, you have an option. You know, if you get the results to play two contender seasons in a row, but we've taken out this idea: if you if you qualify once, you're in there for like a couple of months, right? Right. Um, you still got to go and get the results, but you've still got the chance to play multiple seasons in a row. I mean, that's good. I think that's a really good idea. Uh, I think we've talked about some of the criticisms we have of the format, but, you know, how great is it to have contenders back? yeah. Yeah,
1: I think we're doing a lot of what you might unfairly call nitpicking, which what we're really doing is we are raising concerns that we have about what impact this will have on the community.
0: And what concerns uh, the what community has.
1: yeah. And uh, in, in trying to but, but I to, think uh, yeah. I was in gonna, trying I was to gonna... give a
0: voice to some of those opinions and some of the concerns that we've seen
1: raised around the community. is um, yeah. some of the but things I was that we I was gonna here. button all of this by saying like I still think this is majority positive. Like oh, yeah. I, I think like uh, big substantial prize pools, um a known structure for the tournament itself. Some some strange things happening because we are in a, a, effectively a whole new game where we don't know how performance from the previous years and the previous game is going to transfer over to this. I think it's right and natural to have some questions about how that's been done. Um, ultimately, you know, we, we're not the ones that have the constraints on us on how these decisions need to be made, uh, and so I'm confident there'll be a good reason for a lot of these things. Um, and at the end of the day yay contenders our podcast has a purpose again
0: damn right damn right and also there's a chance for these things to change there's a chance for okay it's a new slate so they're trying some things this didn't work you know whatever 64 teams is too many or you know yeah there probably should have been more lead up time for having access to the beta and being able to properly practice the same way that the players that had access to opr did like those are valid concerns um and the timing might be, you know, the timing is some you know, things like that to where it's tough on the younger players or anybody who's got a full-time job and trying to to play during the week and make that, try to balance that. All very, very valid concerns. But there's time to change those things moving forward uh, as this progresses. And hopefully, with any luck, things will get smoother and, and more streamlined as we move forward.
3: Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, you know one of the things that we're excited for is to, we're, we get to make a little bit more content, right? You know, you know we have a lot more things to talk about, right? Um, we've kind of been feasting off of third party stuff, so it's going to be really interesting now to, to finally get into Just, the media to thing. Just see
1: if we can keep up, because holy crap, there is a it's lot be to difficult. the next couple of months, yeah. <laughs> um, well, there's other events you
3: know, happening in the next couple of months, and,
0: you know, um, yeah. We have we have high aspirations, friends. We, we There's a lot we want to do. Uh, yeah. for this upcoming summer series and, and want to be fair to all regions um, and try to, to get some info out there on all regions and, and all these players that deserve that spotlight. So keep your eyes open uh, and, uh, hopefully we'll be able to to juggle it all and find a good balance because we want to do it all, right? Like it's we want to we want yeah. highlight <laughs> every it. roster, every player, every match. Like it's the aspirations are big, but hey, you know what? You gotta you, you gotta aim high. So we'll I'm, the
3: final note I'm on that is I'm confident we'll have
0: a good amount of stuff. You coming.
3: know, the more the more the community supports us, the more we can get we can get back as well. You know, the, the more the platform, throw we are giving... money at us, throw money <laughs> 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 what I said. No, no, no. The more of a platform we have to talk about some of these criticisms we have at formats, and the more platform we have to support these players and coaches and staff, the better. So um that's just a little note that I have. For, you know, bigger the platform, the bigger the support you're going to get from us.
0: To piggyback off of that and kind of go the other direction, I also want to extend uh, some appreciation to everybody out there who is willing Heck to yeah. talk about this with me today. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't want to bring names into this because that was not the point to, to show an individual's perspective, but more to offer you know, the the opinions on this and kind of get the temp check in the scene. So every everybody that, that I talked with, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I value each and every one of y'all's opinions so highly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I may not have covered every every aspect that was spoken of, and I apologize for that, but I want to give a voice to those opinions into those perspectives. Um, And so hopefully... Hopefully we, we at least did it somewhat justice, but more importantly, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to talk with us. Because that's what, talking to the community, I think is our most valuable resource just as members of this community. Getting those different perspectives um, is the only way we're gonna grow across the board as a whole. And that extends to path to pro and the people who are in charge of path to pro as well. So I think mm-hmm. keeping those lines of communications open across the board uh, is, is vital. And so, yeah, there you go. I guess that's, that's all I had to say on
1: that. I I had one last observation to make um which was uh specifically the side A side B format and the branding for cassette tapes is uh, expressly a tribute to Dan um who was a, a, a massive music head um oh, and I thought I I thought that was a very nice touch That was really nicely done
3: yeah oh it's in the logo too
0: yeah mhm yeah, yeah 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 that's that's all a tribute to dan so that, like i just got chills down my arm as you were talking about that and I, <laughs> I didn't even i didn't even work with the guy it's just the overwhelming amount of positive stuff that i've heard a- about dan um it's it was it was obvious how how a m- massive massive a loss that was yeah uh not just to the scene but like just to to the world as a whole i mean a fellow musician like it's music makes the world go round music's the language of the heart so anyway
1: uh now we've got to make a transition to the goofy ending of the broadcast uh which oh, i yes. don't have a good way of doing except let's just do it it's time for the tier two tweet of the week we gave jeff a uh, a plethora to pick from and i believe looking at it squinting that's the frogger tweets uh, and i gotta say i i feel this a lot um yeah going through a 10 minute tank, you to pick a roadhog. <laughs> there's got to be so. There's got to be something wrong with you,
0: right? Uh, don't know what's
3: going on mentally, but hope you're okay. Like it's,
0: uh... <laughs> I, I just
3: don't. I just don't think it's fair. There's road dog flyers on the bits, and I can't get in.
0: Wow! <laughs> oh, wow! I, yeah, I.
1: I, uh, I think that probably says a lot about you.
0: Um... <laughs> oh. You're quite right. But yeah, there, there you go. There you go. Um... Uh, apologies for all your roadhog players out there, but no, don't don't, don't speak apologize for, for me. That. No, <laughs> i was trying to be nice. They're right, they're I was trying games.
1: to be nice. <laughs> no, no, no. there is one one permissible roadhog moose. player, and that is Moose. Yes. That is it. Everybody else can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair
0: enough. All right. Well, I think that uh, that wraps it up for us for this week. Um. Uh, it was, it was a good episode. It was worth worth delving into this. Apologies for the tech issues in the uh, in the middle of that episode. It happens. We do our best uh, to bounce back and get back to you as quickly as we can. Uh, big shout out to Billy who had to leave early due to some family issues. But we, uh, we were happy to have him in for the time that we did uh and well, these days we'll
1: have him for a full episode
0: you know fingers crossed my friend fingers crossed yeah. uh, i'll go ahead and just uh, i'm on the roll here so i'm just gonna steal your shout of uh thinking i seat. was
1: i was waiting to leave you dangling to see if you would do it so oh no no
0: Great. no yeah i've i've taken notes from the master here and now i'm now i'm delving out on my own here can you hurry seat. up and do it then i <laughs> Thank you to Glitch City for letting us use uh, her <laughs> remix of the King's Row song. Uh, it's uh, it's awesome. We love it, and we really appreciate you you allowing us to use it. Uh, and uh, yeah, did, did I miss anything? I think that's what it does it. So that does it. Thank you, friends, for watching, yeah. and uh, we'll see you next week.
1: Bye, y'all. End transmission.